It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. What's up, everybody? It is Monday, second podcast of three today. I already did one this morning, Jupiter's Envy, and have one later on. Uh, I'll finish right after this one. So just boom, 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 boom. Actually, there's only three booms. I don't know what the other two are, but that's just for some boom, boom. And thank you, everyone, for being here. My name is Rusty Diamond. This is the Public Access Podcast on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN. Check out other great shows on the network, such as when the gloves come off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Say by the Ben. And this show brought to you by Fred Ben Savage's Buck, Stoner Eats Productions, uh, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great, and Sockemup.org. So today I'm going to bring on my special guest. And I'm going to bring him on right here, right now. We have. Gary Bay, how you doing? Hey, Rusty, I'm doing very well. It's uh, great to be with you this morning down here, but I, it's the yeah. afternoon where you are. Oh, okay, yeah, it's the morning where you are. It's, uh, the, it's, it's been pretty crazy. So there's been a number of people I've done uh, shows with that are in either yeah, Australia or New Zealand or somewhere in there. And this seems to be the time that, that works and it's open people up a lot to the world you don't have to be in the same room or anything to podcast with people or um which is nice but then also the only thing that's really uh, makes it kind of tough can be the the time zone but if you get something like this where it's morning for you and afternoon for me and it's not so bad then not too bad of a way to do it yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the positives, I suppose, that comes out of COVID. This has become a lot more normal. Um, it's still a little early in the morning down here. It's it's three in the morning, but uh, I get up oh. at four normally, so uh, it's it's not much different. Okay, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Then, uh, yeah, being up uh, up and going. There's uh, right. yeah, and I mean that was like the best thing, probably that came out of it was because when I started, I was I got on doing wanting to do zoom only and get rid of my office in 2019 um because i was working with some people on zoom but a lot of people were still very iffy about it and not too sure what you know i I, will really get the same effect if it's on zoom and then yeah then covid hit and everyone got okay with it and I think it made a lot of people's lives a lot easier. And plus this way, you know, people don't have to go to my office. They can sit at home and they can do their stuff where they're going to be most comfortable. Sometimes an office is comfortable, but not always. I like to think mine is, uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it has, it certainly opened the world up quite a bit, um, you know, but it, like everything, it depends on how you use it. If you, if you use it to, you know, in my world, I suppose, completely always take the easy way out, then it, it does 
can help can shut you down from face-to-face contact um but but we wouldn't be having this conversation if uh you know if we weren't comfortable with zoom and and certainly you know a lot of the people i talk to these days is, is via zoom and, and that's what people prefer and it opens up support it opens up friends networks it opens up families and um it opens up work so yeah as long, i think as long as you you focus on the positive parts of it it's, it's always going to be a good thing yeah and so you are uh i mean so where you were i mean it was a lot different probably during covid than where i was um at first yeah like, yeah yeah i think um i think we're i think it was different for everybody wherever you were and i think i think for some people it was just different based on um your own thought process uh, to, to be honest i never felt it was as bad as uh, even they were reporting in Australia, things with the lockdowns and that sort of thing. It didn't affect me a great deal. I mean, it, it did in one way. I, I owned a gym at the time, so I had to close the gym for, for three months. And, you know, there was there was some aspects of it that were negative, but I also got three months to spend with my family that I might not have got, um, you know, had, had I not right. been shut down. I hadn't, had a, I hadn't had a holiday for four or five years. Uh, I hadn't had a break. Oh. So, you know, for me, oh, it was... Shit it was almost like a forced, you know, a forced holiday. And, and yes, there was downside to it. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in a different part of my life now. So I was more than happy to, to find the positives out of what was coming. And huh. yeah, that, that didn't affect me as much. I look, I, I certainly get that there's places in the world that were a lot worse off than uh, where I am in Brisbane. Uh, we didn't have it too bad. So, um, but I do think that every individual might've taken a different, tact depending on what their circumstances were yeah i think some people just really just shut down and gave up and uh didn't make the best of what what was given to them and i mean it sucks it's it happens but i mean that's got to be tough and then just you know also perpetually not knowing when that's going to end and and I was, I, I enjoyed it. I, I thrived in it and yeah, it was, I don't know. And I was at a place too, uh, for most of it where it wasn't really nothing. Well, like 15 minutes from me, nothing shut down at all ever. There were no restrictions, no nothing. And, uh, so yeah, I was on like the town I was living it, they sort of went by it, sort of didn't, but I mean, it was, yeah, it was nice just being able to see how, I don't know, I don't think that, I'm surprised a lot of uh, like corporate buildings and those things went back to work and didn't just keep everyone at home. I thought that, that would be the end of it. And I don't know if they're all doing that only because they're in some sort of lease they couldn't get out of and you know it extended yeah, that, but it might be right but um you know I'd, I'd be interested to know you know i certainly know there's a lot of people during covid that made outlandish promises to themselves you know they, they realized their freedom had been taken away and they promised themselves that once the world had opened again i was going to you know, get out there and do certain things or be a different person or do, you know, go back to the gym or I'd be very interested to see how many people, you know, we're, you know, pretty well 
free flowing now around the world. There's there's no restrictions as far as I know anywhere. Um, yeah. I'd be very interested to see how many of those people really were honest with themselves about the things they wanted to do and and whether you know certainly 12 months since we've all been open whether they've done any of them uh, that'd be an interesting study to have a look at yeah i'd say so too i just yeah i mean there were a lot of people who you know we got handed any opportunity we wanted to kind of change everything we wanted to and i i mean i i went into podcasting pretty hard i went in i mean i went into a bunch of different things and it's like well if i'm here and i can do something different and or i can sit around and watch movies all day and get day drunk and um just have a pity party for myself and I don't know. Yeah, still, was... I mean, it's still a choice that people got to make, right? And, right. and I spoke to a lot of people. Is uh, you know, in some way, again, it all based on perspective. COVID, to me, was a fantastic opportunity. A fantastic opportunity to put a line in the sand in your life if there was things that weren't going well for you. If you were struggling, it was also a perfect excuse for you to get help, right? Because it was it was very common for people to struggle. Um, because of COVID, because of the, the lockdowns. And so if you had been struggling in other areas, it probably made it a little more acceptable if you needed to start getting, you know, starting to look at some of those areas. And um, it gave people, certainly where I was, 12 weeks to work on themselves. Um, I'm not sure many of them took that opportunity, uh, referring to you know, complain or, you know, pretend that they deserved all this time off. So just watch movies and unfortunately at the end of the periods of lockdowns i don't know that many people moved themselves forward or um you know and didn't go backwards a lot um but that's a choice that people got to make you know and um it's easier to blame the government i suppose um and there's plenty of things that they do wrong i've, I've got to say that and i'm not sure i agree with a lot of stuff they did with covid but my view has always been that i'm still responsible for me and you know, within whatever confines I've, that have been created, I, I still get a chance to, you know, to choose or to think or to, to grow, you know, whichever way I choose. And um, I, I like to say to people, if you bear the cost, then you bear the responsibility. And um, might, I might not have agreed with the lockdowns, but the cost was going to be on me. So I've got the responsibility to do something about it. Right. And I don't know if not, trusting people to be responsible for themselves and i don't think people have learned the skills i don't think i think people have um have have moved away from the skill of being responsible for themselves you know it's it's very very easy these days for it to be somebody else or something else's fault or problem and when that's the narrative that surrounds you it's it is difficult to uh, to own you know your own life you have to make conscious choice. You have to make a conscious choice to do it. And it's difficult because, you know, like I say, nobody wants to be responsible for their own pain. So they prefer to um, prefer it to be somebody else's problem. Yeah. And it's something that is so, because I mean, I, I've been talking about this recently on here about how 
there's that easy serotonin boost when something is, you know, you're like, oh, this thing is like this way and it's affecting me negatively, but it's not because of me. And I need everyone to cater around me to make sure that I'm okay, which was sort of like going and, you know, getting a shot and saying that, yeah, yeah if, if as long as, as long as you uh, stay away from me, as long as you, yeah, don't come near me as long as I have this, yeah. Uh, but that's I, uh, another story. I, uh, yeah, look, I suffered with depression for 10 years. And um, I, I, I can tell you, I, I tell people that depression is easy. Um, it's, not, it's not pleasant, but you don't have to do anything if it's something else's fault or something else's problem, right? So I could just say, I can't do that because, or I'm not going to be successful because I've got depression, whatever, insert your, your symptom right. here. But you know, and, and so people take so often take the easy option. I can't do that because of COVID. I can't do that because of the vaccine and I don't want to get the vaccine. So therefore I can't do that job. And then, you know, some of those things might be true, but how you use them really, really affects your outlook and your ability to move forward. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of just, and it, you know, like realizing there is something that you can work on, realizing that there, there is this obstacle and being able to work through it. You know, it's going to not be a fun experience to work through it, but then huh? also at the end, you're, you're past it and you don't have to worry about it on the same level. And then, but then said it'd be easy. They just said it'd be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, but some people wear that, whatever you would call it. I don't know, whatever it is to stopping them as like a, a badge of honor. And who are they without that being yeah. the person? Identity, that, 100%. Yeah, that becomes right. part of their identity. And I mean, that that's all self-imposed. Well, I don't know all, but I would say, you know, 95% self-imposed that the only person really adhering to that or that it really matters to is, is themselves. And yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I suppose I'm starting a, a bit of a quotathon here, but again, it's, it's something that I do a lot in my work. It's, um, you know, I, I tell people that without a conscious identity, we all become a victim of circumstance, a victim of conditioning and a victim of comfort. And all of a sudden, the identity that you have is not yours, right? It, it's something that's been given or that you've taken from the world, uh, that you've taken from your circumstances, your conditioning and your comfort the easy way out all the time and that's not a pleasant place to live in um but it becomes easier to stay that way for many people than it does to to change to own them their own uh, lives to to be responsible for themselves to have control and whilst they would deeply want that those things it takes effort it takes conscious effort to to achieve that and yeah, as i said sometimes having these ailments or having someone else to blame is easy, not pleasant by any stretch of the imagination. It's just easier. Yeah. And, and now uh, if someone, and it's also like, if someone wants to say something about it to this person, be like, Oh, Hey, you know, that's, you know, I, I even telling someone, 
I hope that you're more than that. But then, you know, they can take it as, you know, them, someone coming at them and attacking them for, you know, not, you know, I got even mentioning that it's not, um, or that it is something that they can work on is something that's just, they're just not that event, uh, that, that one moment in time or whatever. That... Often if, you, if, if you're offended by something somebody says about you, chances yeah. are there's something about you that you're not comfortable with. It might not be the exact thing that that person's saying, but you are hypersensitive to the external world because you are not consciously comfortable with who you are. Um, unfortunately, what we do is pretend that we're comfortable with who we are by, you know, putting all these posts out to say, you know, this is who I am and I'm proud of it. And this is, this is what I do and I'm proud of it. And, you know, there might be some people that genuinely are, but if you then are offended by somebody commenting, um, you know, I, I, I say to people all the time, like you, you, it's impossible to offend me. There is nothing you could say here to offend me because I know who I am and where I'm going. I'm very conscious about it. I don't always get it right but I'm not looking for somebody else to tell me that I've got it right. And, and you know, so when you start to be offended, typically there's something about you um, that you're not comfortable with, or you haven't worked through, or you haven't been conscious about. You know, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a process. It's not easy. I've been there. Uh, not easy, yeah, me but too. Uh, it's certainly worth it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the thing to get out that, I mean, it's, it is worth it and but and no it's not just gonna you know happen with nothing you need to i mean just being able to look within yourself is the first part and not you know trying to you know i mean if, if you're yeah if you're getting offended by something you should ask yourself why is this bothering me what is yeah, it about? It's always this? a you problem. It's 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 always a you problem because we, you know, in in reality, we we can't be offended by somebody else. It's not possible. I think it might have been a something of Epictetus that talks about, you know, being offended. You, your own mind has to be complicit in the offense. Right? If, if like if, if I can't be offended, then there's nothing you can say that can offend me. Therefore, there's no I'm not offended. Right? It's, right. it's, it's up to me whether I'm offended or not. Not up to you. You know, you could say the worst thing in the world to me and I could be unaffected or you could say something nice and I can be offended. That, that it's, it's still all yeah. on me. And um, again, I think it, it comes down to that brutal honesty, like you said, of, of looking inside yourself, right? It, it's, it's all inside. Um, it's just, no, again, nobody wants to be responsible for their own pain because if you're responsible for it, you have to do something about it. And, right. and, and people aren't prepared for that yet. You know, a lot of people aren't aren't there. They haven't, you know, they, they haven't experienced enough pain to be to want to make that change. Uh, I would love people to want to make that change without experiencing the pain. It's a lot better when you do it without the pain. I can I can tell you that. Right. Yeah. They they haven't. Uh, yeah, hit that point. Uh, they haven't uh, metaphorically uh, shit their pants. And yeah, once, once once you shoot your pants, you can't shoot your pants anymore. I mean, you're exactly right. Yeah, pant, pants are already there. You've either got so, to sit with shitty pants or clean yourself up. Right, and then yeah, then that's what you do. And it's it's a then a, that's a simple 
two way, no, no gray area choice that you have. Whereas with, without getting to that point of having shit in your pants, you're, you're kind of sitting there. Well, I could just kind of get around it and hope that everybody else caters to me and it never yeah. comes up and I can avoid it. But when it does, I'm going to have a meltdown. Or worse, and, they hope everybody else shits their pants to make it normal. Right. That, yeah, that too. That's the even better part. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a very good point. And it's weird to, to think that, but it's, it's true that you get to a, you know, that's, that's all they can really, yeah, do it. Hope, hope that everyone else shits their pants. Yeah. And yeah, so they don't then, want to do the work, right. They don't want to do right. the work to clean themselves up. Yeah. Cause then, then it's this way to everybody. And it's yeah. just something that we, as a collective decide that is something that nobody has the ability themselves to overcome. It's just, yeah, and, and people will see this. I mean, hopefully, um, shitting your pants becomes part of the, the clip for the show because I think it's a I think it's a good analogy, right? But yeah, people will see this all the time if they're if you're trying to better yourself. If you let's say you 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 drink too much and you want to stop drinking, um, your friends will typically try and get you out drinking again, not because they genuinely want you to break your habit, but because they're fearful that if you're successful in cutting back your drinking or stopping drinking that there's no reason why they can't be successful either and that's why when you shoot your pants you hope that everybody else shoots them because you know you you, you don't want them to be successful because there's or clean themselves up because there's that means that you could do it as well and right. i don't want to do it because it's hard and, and that's that's you know that's the um it's 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 understandable i mean that that's the great thing about you know the, the things i've learned over the last five or six years and um, the things I've worked with, all of it is understandable. Every, you know, every action and act and thought that people have is, is understandable. Um, often not helpful, but, but they're all natural. They're all actually processes of the human brain. And, um, you know, even, you know, where people end up, it's, it's just a, a simple process. The, the, the process of becoming addicted to anything is the same as the process to become successful at anything. It's just one's done subconsciously and one's done consciously. Um, the conscious one is a lot more difficult uh, than the subconscious one because of some two, three hundred million years of advantage the primal brain has on the uh, on the thinking brain. You know, that's that's primarily right. all it is. And I mean, what I mean, what is it? I don't know. So if people don't don't want to. I mean, what, what can really be done? I mean, that, that's kind of where we seem to be at. And yeah, it's just easier not to, not to think about it. And yeah, like, yeah, I hope everyone else shits their pants as opposed to, but I mean, you can't really get someone to want to change. Like if people come to me and they say, Oh, Rusty, I want uh, you to hypnotize me to stop smoking. And I ask them, do you want to stop smoking or is somebody else asking you to stop smoking? And if someone else is asking you to stop smoking, keep smoking. Don't feel bad about it. Just do it. Keep doing it. 
And if you like, if someone else wants to do it for you and you don't really want to do it, don't do it. But you know, when you do come to me, but it's, it's you won't be successful gonna... either. You won't be successful. Um, certainly not long-term. I, I've, I've never worked with anyone. In fact, I, I, I now, sounds like you do the same. I, I will turn someone away if their primary reason for developing themselves is somebody else. It, it just, yeah. it doesn't work. It, 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 the, now, the other people will get the benefit from you working on yourself. But, you know, a question I often ask people before I start working with them is, um, if, if, they've got, if they've got an issue with their partner, and say, for instance, they would normally come in and want to change for their partner. And I would say to them, if your partner leaves and, and you do this work, will you still be in a better place, whether she leaves or not, or he leaves or not? And, and they'll always say yes. I'm like, well, that's your answer. The answer is you're going to be in a better place to do this work. Yeah. Do the work. If, if they stay, the partner stays, fantastic. If they don't stay, fantastic, because you're in a better place. It's, it, right. you know, th that's the answer. But, um, but again, you know, people aren't conditioned that way. Um, because if it's for somebody else, again, I, get a, I just get a little get out of jail free card that if they happen to leave me, and, and I can blame somebody else, right? I can yep. stop or I can do all the work and they leave. I could say, see, it wasn't because of me anyway. And, you know, it just, it just gives people that little bit of space that they, that they need to be comfortable. And, you know, some need that to start, but yeah, you, you're hundred percent right. If somebody doesn't want to make the change, there's, there's almost nothing that you can do apart from, you know, be responsible for your own happiness as in, if my partner doesn't want to change, I would be more than happy to be supportive for as long as I can. But at some point, I have to make choices that are in my best interest as well, not, not always their best interest. Um, right. and, and the more people that are not necessarily selfish, but conscious about what do I need in my life, um, it'll start to influence and affect the people around you. And, and people will start saying, oh, well, if that's what you know, Gary's doing, then maybe I could try something or, you know, or they go away and be miserable. I mean, that's a choice that people get to make. Um, I just don't think you get the choice to be miserable and complain about it at the same time. Right. Yeah. Cause there's totally something you can do about it. And 100%. yeah. And I think a lot of times when people like, yeah. So if they end up breaking up, uh, or something and then one of the first inclinations is going to be to oh you know fuck this thing I was working on like I'm going right back yeah. to the way I was like what, what am I doing this for I was doing it to appease this person and then yeah then you have that fucking you have that feeling in your head then when you're trying to even afterwards when you're trying to get back to it you're like oh, I'm not going to do it just because like who am I doing it for and yeah, yeah. if you're not not doing it for yourself then yeah don't don't bother keep don't and don't feel bad about work. it then no that's exactly yeah. right again my, my point is be conscious up front understand what it is that you want and why you want it uh and who you are and what you're working towards and then then it just becomes your life it doesn't become a a goal or a challenge or a six-week thing or i'm doing it for something else it's just that's who you are and um you know, there's there's a lot more fulfillment in living congruently with who you are uh, than there is in the enjoyment of a Friday night out that ruins the next three days. Right. Yeah. And 
that that's been a interesting one yeah like even yeah even now like yeah if i'm do something why stay up late all night or you know then yeah i'm three days is, is lucky if that's if i'm getting back after three days to recover yeah, from you can get away with some things when you're younger but um look i, I just i'm not i'm not against going out i'm not against drinking and, and look i do it from time to time i'm, I'm not a big drinker or, or anything like that but i'm a lot more conscious about when and why i do things these days and what the toll is or what the cost is um and what's important to me i know what's important to me and you know i try to make choices i don't always get it right but i try to make choices that move me in the direction of things that are important to me um and i try to be conscious about it so yes i would enjoy a friday night out till 2 a.m with friends but i right. got shit to do on saturday and the thing i got to do on saturday is more important than the thing on friday night and therefore i have to make a choice between the two so I go out and I don't drink. I mean, and, you know, it's awkward for a little while, for about three minutes. And after that three minutes, it, I, I say to myself, I don't even know why I want to drink anyone. Like it becomes exactly the same evening. Yeah, just, just going out. Just, yeah. Yeah. And so then when are, uh, I, when, when are people deciding usually to get a hold of you like what what's going on if you you could give a general generalization of what's going through somebody's head before they're going to get a hold of you unfortunately it's usually later than it should be or later than the first you know i, I any pain is an indication that you need to move right like if you you put your hand on a hot stove it's an indication you've got to move your hand. If you're feeling right. some sort of internal pain, it's an indication that you've got to do something, not, not move out of your life, but, but do something. And that's around about the time when people should be uh, contacting someone to help them uh, rebuild a conscious identity or work through their problems. Um, that's something that I didn't do for 10 years. And as a result, life got worse and worse and worse. Um, typically, people do reach out, though, when the problems that they see in the mirror are more greatly affecting their life than they can control. And, and typically that will be around a partner is about to leave or they're struggling in a relationship. I, I am not a relationship coach, but I would suggest that 80% of people I work with have issues in their relationships, and they have issues in their relationships because they have issues in themselves. Um, you know, I, I, I tell them all, if you start arguing about who's putting the bins out, you are not arguing about who's putting the bins. There's something else that's going on that you, you, you that you're struggling with. So, so put, unfortunately, people will come to see me only when they've lost their job, um, they're about to lose their partner, um, they've they've been in such a hole for so long that they don't feel like they can get themselves moving anywhere at, at any particular point. Um, uh, but but in reality, the time to start the work. Um, well, the time to start the work is now because there's always a good time to start working on yourself. But if you start to feel an internal pain, if you start to be angry at people that you're not, you know, if, if you're starting to feel emotions that you don't like, right, that, that you don't want to be experiencing, um, yeah. if you're starting to regret feelings and actions, that's a good time. Right? That's a good time to ask the question, like, what's going on? 
You know, if, if you're angry at somebody, um, it's your fault. It's not their fault. But like, and, yeah. and um, it's easy for six months to blame the other person. But when you're still angry six months later for something that happened, you know, a long time ago, um, you got to start asking yourself why. What is it that that you're not comfortable with? Um, right. Yeah. That that that's the difference between when people come and when people should come. I suppose. So, do you ever have clients that get upset at you when you tell them that it's their fault, or do they yeah. mostly understand and want are already wanting to? improve and are okay with with hearing that you might maybe or maybe you don't say it quite like that or i, I often will yeah uh, I'm, I'm a little i'm a little different i suppose i work typically with high performers or alpha personalities and um i suppose if they've seen much of me beforehand they might recognize that they're not gonna it's not a uh i'm not a woo-woo guru or a you know linen pants and sandals come in and tell me the life story <laughs> type of uh, coach or counselor or consultant. Um, right. But look, a, a lot of them, again, typically because of the type of client, even if they're not expecting it, I think they value it. Um, they, they, they know, they know, I mean, it's, they, everyone knows it's their fault. It's just that they right. don't want to recognize it. Right. And, and so, you know, in some, some days I'm, I'm a lot, a lot more diplomatic than, than in your face, but um, sometimes people need to be told. Um, they just need the permission to accept it, right? Again, because they they know it, and they, they right. know that it's their fault. And sometimes there are things that you might argue about the term fault, but it's certainly your responsibility. And, and uh, again, if you bear the cost, you know, if your if your partner is going to leave you, and you're about to bear the cost, then you bear the responsibility for action. You know, not blame. If um, you know, the analogy I use a lot is. If I get hit by, if I'm walking on the sidewalk and I get hit by a car, that's not my fault necessarily. Um, and the other person might go to jail or get in trouble, but I bear the cost, right? I've got a broken leg. I've got a responsibility to do something about it, right? I, I can lay there and blame the other person for hitting me, but I've still got a broken leg. So I've yeah. still got to do something about it. And so, um, yeah, it, it's, it's not a pleasant thing for some people to hear. Uh, some people will break down when they hear it, but it's usually because for years they've known it and they can finally, like that's that's the bit that's stopping them from getting over the next, you know, the next hurdle or actually starting to work is, yeah, it's it's my fault or my responsibility. So um, we I have some robust discussions sometimes with people, but it's the nature of the of the work and the type of client that I work with. It's, it's um, you know, they're, they're high performers. Look, not all of them are struggling when I work with them because I do do, you know, high-performance coaching. So, but you know, most people have a, an emotional attachment to something in their life that is negatively affecting them, um, no matter whether they're uh, on bouncing off rock bottom or they're right on the edge of greatness. We've all still got some emotional trouble that we're, you know, we're trying to work through. Yeah, and... I mean, yeah, just being able to get to that point, yes, when you can really start to, you know, get yourself into a better situation. And I think without getting to that point, I don't know if there's a way to do it. You can you can try to circumvent it all you want, but you're still going to need to hit that at some point and f realize that 
this is where I need to go if I want to be in a better place. I need to get to, okay, this is something that's I can work on and yet no one's going to be able to do it but me. And if I, if I mess up, then that's my fault and I can hopefully learn from it and move forward. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's on me though. It's not somebody I, else. I find a, I find a level of peace with that, you know, like, um, you know, I, I find that having the ability to control it is very important. And again, it's important for the people that I work with because, you know, control is a factor of, of performance and, um, but it's important to me to know that I have an ability to control it. I don't want my life to be left to other people's or other things hands, you know, in, in other people's hands. Um, I want to control as much of my emotions as I can. And that means I have to do some work. Um, it means I miss out on some things, but life is, you know, is infinitely better, uh, infinitely more fulfilling when even the failures are more fulfilling because you know that you did this on your own. You, you made a conscious choice to make a change or to do something or to try something. And that if it's my fault, I can fix it. Right? If, if, I, if I try to do something and I fail, but it's my fault, I can fix it and I can get better at it. If I try something and fail and I think it's your fault, then I can just go home and say, well, never going to achieve that. And um, you know, I, I would much prefer to have as agency in my own life um, than accept what is handed to me or given to me. Um, I appreciate everybody has different um, levels of where they're starting from or confines in their life. Um, you know, con confines exist. Right? We, we, we live in a world where there's laws and, you know, governments and uh, fences and all of these sorts of things. So confines do exist. But we all still have choices within the confines that we have. And yeah. that's the place that, that I choose to work on. Um, if I can move some of the confines um, in a good way, well, that's great. Um, but if I can't, I can still move myself. And yeah, you got to move somewhere. You got to move somewhere, hopefully in the right direction. Uh, if you stay stagnant and you can, you can stay there forever if you want. It's not going to be fulfilling, but if you really want to, you can stay there. But and that's still that's your choice, be... right? Like that's, yep. you know, the doing nothing is still a choice. Uh, you, right. you, it might, it might be something you can, you know, you can uh, blame or, or get out of jail free with it later on, but yeah, doing nothing is still a choice. Uh, and and yep. you sit there and do nothing and the world collapses around you. You don't have anyone to blame but yourself. I, you know, Right. Word blame ends with me, right? M E. That's, that's how it. That's how it's spelled. Right? <laughs> it, it, it all ends with me, and and you know that that's a right. philosophy that, at the very least, will help you live a more peaceful life. Because if it's everybody else's fault and I can't fix it, that's that's not a nice place to live in your head. If it's my fault and at least I know that I bear the responsibility, well, at least I can be at peace knowing that I did what I could do or I accepted what I couldn't change. Absolutely. And so, Gary, where are people going to find you to be able to work with you or hear more about you and yeah, the, else? The, the Gary, best place Gary related? Yeah, um, my, you can search my name, Gary Fay. It's F-A-H-E-Y. I've got 
garyfay.com. But um, most of the business I work out of is business I started a few years ago is Strong Mend, M-E-N-D, as in fix. Um, so Strong Mend. And I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook with that as well. And, and my website is strongmen.com. I've got a website, strongmen.com. You can find most of those. Uh, starting to get into this YouTube world as well. So, uh, but there I'm under the neurostoic. Um, but uh, yeah, if you search my name, don't think there's too many of us around. So you should be able to find me or strong men, you'll find me. So for YouTube, if you need some video ideas, if you go, I'm going to have this video up in about an hour. And I'm going to put this here in the chat as well. Um, you, can, you can take this video, the YouTube link, you drop it into this website. There, I can't get them to give me free membership yet. I'm trying to exchange for talking about it on this show. But you drop the YouTube link in there and you give it your email address. And within 10 minutes to an hour, it'll give you 10 to 20 um, of those YouTube short style videos, like where it has like, oh, yeah. the captions and it's all set up and um, AI made to uh, what will like rank the highest. And it's pretty awesome. And it's free. You have like, as long as the video is under two hours. And if you can use okay. probably like, yeah, three or four videos, and then you have to change your email address to some <laughs> other one, but then you can just do that over and over as much as you want. But yeah, I'm you all need about that because I'm uh, I'm a little old world, so I, I don't have I don't have as much technical knowledge as many other people. So uh, yeah. any help I can get, I greatly appreciate. Yeah, me too. I and I hate uh, trying to clip out these shows or anything like that, and try to figure out what what something that is interesting and funny to me might not be to other people. And so I'll let AI do it. AI knows pretty well. So why not? Yeah. All right. Well, hey, well, Gary, uh, it was great talking with you. Glad we got to meet. And yeah, hopefully we'll talk again soon. All right, bud. Yeah, I appreciate you, Rusty. Thanks for having me yeah. on, mate. And, and I've had an enjoyable chat. It's uh, It's been a good good morning, a good way to start the day. Yeah, likewise. Or afternoon for me. But yeah. All right. <laughs> Take care, bud. Cheers, mate. All right. That's Gary Fay. So you guys get a hold of Gary. Check out his work. That's all you have to do. And if you want, you can always leave a message here for me. That's always fun. You leave a message 503-974-6420. I'll play it on the air. Or messages. Messages. We don't leave no stinking messages. So I do. So give me those. So you guys, thank you for listening here on the Quantum Global Broadcast Network. QGBN. And again, I'm your host, Rusty Diamond. Check out other shows on the network, such as When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Saved by the Ben. And the show is brought to you by Fred Ben Savage's Buck, Stone Reach Productions, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great, and Sockmop.org. And that is the show, man. Boom! It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker.
Rusty Diamond Motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee Wee. You brought the snacks, right? 